You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Well, welcome to our study on the storehouse blessing, and we're right in the middle of the ministry of Jesus and how God supplied his needs. Now, I want to go back and recap this because I want to burn this into your mind that there are three kinds of storehouses spoken of in Scripture. One, the immediate use storehouse, Deuteronomy 28.5. Number two, an intermediate use storehouse for down the road. That would be Deuteronomy 28.8. It's a good picture of the storehouses that uh, Joseph was used to build in Egypt. They were intermediate use storehouses. They weren't super long term. Uh, They were for a period of famine that was coming, uh, seven years of famine. So really from the earliest day of the great harvest to the last year of the famine was 14 years. So these were intermediate use storehouses that God used in Egypt to save the lives of thousands of people, the Jewish people included. And then we see the next kind of storehouse and the one that trumps them all, and it is the interdimensional storehouse. It's what Christ meant when he said, lay up treasures in heaven. And we see people pulling resources from the most unusual places, supernaturally, this is treasure in heaven. And so I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 2, verses 11 and 13, about the first instance where treasures from heaven came to our Lord Jesus. On coming to the house, they, the Magi, saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Now, there's something about this story that may have escaped your notice over the years, and I want to point it out. First of all, the visit of the Magi is what triggered Herod's murderous rage. Had they not come, he would not have sent soldiers to Bethlehem to kill all the baby boys. He was oblivious to the fact that Messiah was born. The wise men coming to Jerusalem and asking about him because they saw the star from where they lived in the east, that's what triggered Herod's jealousy. So the visit of the wise men triggered danger for Jesus. But it also brought about a solution. And so what I want you to see is that whenever something happens that brings about potential danger, you also see that with that, God responds with some kind of provision. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. But when you are tempted, there's your danger, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. So the way out for the child Jesus was to travel to Egypt and the gifts of the Magi paid for his journey. 
Now, I want you to realize that this provision was set in motion 1,400 years before because the prophecy that a star would accompany the birth of the king of the Jews was given by Balaam in the east 1,400 years before Christ. That is the prophecy that caused these wise men to come looking for the king of the Jews out of the east. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall arise out of Israel. That's Numbers 24, 17, 1,400 years earlier. And this is why they came. And so God had this thing set in motion before Jesus was ever born. This is supernatural favor. That's what we have. Now, it's not a miracle of provision in the sense that what they brought was created by God. That's, that's not so. Uh, they, they came with this wealth. They had acquired it through natural means. But they brought this supernaturally. It was a supernatural prophecy that stirred them to come. And so the supernatural element is the favor side of all of this. Here it is again, supernatural favor, Luke 8, 1. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Listen to the New Testament in basic English as it renders this, who gave him of their wealth for his needs. Now, one of these is interesting. The, the wife of Herod's financial manager, who must have been wealthy himself, and that was typically the case because the king would put a man in charge uh, of his wealth, who also had wealth, who, who understood wealth. And so Cusa was that man. So here's Herod who ultimately would participate in the crucifixion of Jesus and the rejection of Jesus, but his financial manager is helping to support Jesus. This is divine favor. The Holy Spirit inspired Mary, the sister of Lazarus, the sister of Martha, to provide something unique for the burial of Jesus just a few weeks before he went to the cross. This is found in John 12, 3. Now, the raising of Lazarus from the dead happens in John 11. But right after that, his sister Mary, I'm sure, was so grateful that Lazarus had been given back to the family that Mary took about a pint of pure nard. King James says spike nard. Uh, it's an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet, and she wiped his feet with her hair. What a, an act of humility. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Uh, if you were to read on, you could see that this was uh, about 300 days wages, which would be a whole year's salary for a working man. If, if you take away the weekends and, and the festival days, uh, then this was enough to pay someone's salary for a whole year. That's how much this stuff cost. And so she took this and poured it out on Jesus' feet, which tells me these people had some money. And uh, But the Holy Spirit inspired Mary to do this. It was a way of providing Christ with honor from God for the death that he had chosen 
to experience in order to redeem the world. God is saying, in essence, if you're going to do this and do this great sacrifice, I am going to honor you appropriately. And it was Judas Iscariot who criticized Mary's worship. Now later on, a similar thing happened a little bit later. Only the second time, the woman poured the oil on Jesus' head. We'll read that in a minute. Now it wasn't just Judas. It was a number of disciples who criticized her for pouring out the oil, saying that this should have been sold and given to the poor. Let's read it. Mark 14, 3 through 9. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, and Bethany is where Mary and Martha lived, and so this is no doubt uh, stirred perhaps by what Mary did. And uh, a woman came with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar, poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. So this is not the same incident. It's two totally different things. The, in the first instance, instance, it's Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. This woman's not named. Jesus said about her, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. Jesus recognized that this was a gift of the Father. The Father, through the Holy Spirit, put it into the heart of this woman to anoint Jesus for his burial. And so this is supernatural confirmation that he's doing the right thing by going to the cross. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. Notice he didn't say, us poor folks you will always have with you. Jesus didn't class himself as poor. But you see, because he didn't have that second type of storehouse, the intermediate use storehouse, he didn't have those. People think that Jesus was dirt poor and didn't have anything. That's not so. God supernaturally met his needs. He had amazing support through favor. He goes on to say, I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told. Now, here's a very important principle we need to consider. What was more important, the worship of Jesus and the anointing him of oil or selling the jar and giving this money to the poor? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Right now, the preaching of the gospel and the redemptive work of Christ is more important than feeding poor people. Now that doesn't mean feeding poor people isn't important. I've heard people say, ministry to the poor, giving to the poor, giving money to the poor, that is the gospel. That is not the gospel. The gospel is that we were sinners. The gospel is that God sent His only begotten Son who died on a cross for our sins and raised Him from the dead. And we are saved not by good deeds. We do good deeds because we are already saved. So the gospel is not your good behavior. The gospel is your utter dependence upon Christ. And what we see in these episodes where this anointing was put on Jesus, this very costly perfume, it was done as an act of worship. Yes, it was extravagant, but... We're talking about a gift so precious that it's only fitting that it be recognized with this kind of value and worth. We'll pick up here tomorrow. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.